One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Rogue Report podcast in association with Southern Community Soup Kitchen. It's Gav back before the Preston game, just after the Watford game. We're wedged in between those two games, the last two games of the season, with the season ending on Monday and I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> well, potentially it'll end on Monday, you never know, it might go on beyond this. And uh, joining me today to preview the game is Chris. Hiya mate. You've stolen my thunder. I was about to. Uh, I was about. <laughs> I was about to ask: Is this the final preview of the season? No, I don't know. Oh well, stranger things have happened. It's been the weirdest month ever. But yeah, we do sit here <laughs> ahead of the Preston game with lots still to play for because going into the final weekend of the championship season, we are sat seventh in the table. We're only three points behind Coventry. We're only two points behind Millwall. Millwall play Blackburn. West Brom can still sneak in there, but they have an inferior goal difference to us. Results have to go our way. We have to win. That's That's been the point that the club have drummed home all week. Tony Mowbray and Lyndon Gooch have both done interviews previewing the match, and that's basically what they said. We have to win. We're going to have to go there and attack them. I'm sure it's going to be an entertaining day for the, for the neutral, maybe not so much for us because our nerves will be jangling. But, yeah, we've got lots to play for. Are you, are you feeling up for it? The the nerves are the nerves are hitting me now. I have to admit, we mm. talked about Tony Mowbray's press conference and uh, and I, I just I don't know. I was actually getting the nerves watching it. But the strangest thing was, you know, Mowbray's doing his thing and playing everything down as he's been doing all season. And it was it was quite interesting, like how I felt listening to him because I I almost wanted everything to be built up because I'm <laughs> I'm kind of build building myself up to this to this massive game at the weekend and Mowbray's uh, playing a cool and kind of playing everything down and it almost you know it had this air of almost like a pre season press conference where there's nothing at stake and I was yeah, I was wanting was to, I was wanting cool. to it almost to mm. feel tense but I'm I'm glad I'm glad it isn't for them but yeah. I'm I'm nervous, mate. I have to admit, I'm, and I didn't think I'd get this way. You know, we've been talking for weeks and weeks that are, you know, fantastic season, and it is. You know, regardless of what happens, fantastic season, and that that's a given. That that is kind of in the bank. But now that we're getting to this stage, and we've gone through everything we have, and I mentioned before the Watford game, what these players have been through, and it does feel. I was thinking about this today. In some respects, it feels like this season's gone really quickly. And in some, in other respects, it's felt like it's been an absolute slog, and it's been a long one because of the ups and downs we've had this season. But now we've got this final game, and it all rides on this one that defining our season. Because I mean, this season will go down in kind of history if we go back to back promotions. And although there's not a lot riding on it, I don't think in the grand scheme of things, and I think we summed it up last time talking about what it means for the club moving forward. That I don't think it's vital. It still feels huge, and I'm I'm feeling mm. it. I'm feeling it, mate. 
strangely for me, this doesn't feel as nervous as the as the Watford game. I think I got myself more hyped up for that because it felt like if we win this, you know, we've got such a good chance. And we didn't, obviously, we drew the game. But I, I wonder if that, that maybe plays into our hands a little bit. That, you know, maybe maybe we got two up for the last one. But this time around, we're sort of going into it back in the, the sort of default position we've had all season where we've just sort of went, well, we'll see what happens, you know. Even winning might not be enough. Yet that strangely seems to suit us. I think I think emotionally, I think from an attitude perspective, the players, I think I just think that might suit us a little bit more. The fact that, you know, we're going into this game knowing that even if we do win, it might not be good enough. So so let's just go out there and, and attack, basically. And I got that impression listening to Lyndon Gooch, because he mentioned he mentioned about the fact that yeah, we've we've got to go there and win. But it's been a fantastic season regardless, you know. But he even mentioned the away form. That was the other thing he mentioned. He said, you know, our away form's fantastic. The players know. The players just know. And then you look at you look at the mitigating factors there with Preston. The manager's just there uh, been banned, hasn't he? So he'll not be on the touchline. I think the best midfield player, Ben Whiteman's injured. And you and, and Preston have got nothing but pride left to play for in front of their own fans. And that yeah, it just feels like that weirdly, despite there being a fair bit of pressure actually on this game if we want to achieve anything. It feels like we're going into it with no pressure. It's a really weird feeling, actually. It is the default position we've had for most of the season. Yeah, and I completely get that from a from a player's point of view, and and from a talking about what we feel about you know if we get beat you know and don't make the playoffs and you know we miss out. It's not like we said. It's not a disaster. It's not the end of the world, and it's not going to be like that. I, I'm more looking at it from a point of view that I'm thinking, I just. Because of everything we've been through and everything that, like I said, the players have been through, it would be nice to have that final, even if we have that experience of just playing in the playoffs and the pressure, again, it'll be the same if we're getting into the playoffs. The pressure wouldn't be on in the playoffs and we'd have that We'd have that advantage. But, I mean, talking about that pressure being on, I mean, I think Martin touched on it before the Watford game about Watford being slightly dangerous because they didn't have anything to play for. Yeah. The same. It might be the same with Preston because, like you said, They've got nothing to play for now but pride and it's their last home game of the season. They've had a decent season, not not spectacular, but they've had a, about a half-decent season. They've got nothing to play for other than to win the game and, you know, like we saw against Watford, that could be a disadvantage as well because I thought, <laughs> and I guess, I think even Watford fans were surprised by how they performed. You know, we've got that riding on it. But again, I mean, talk, talking about Lyndon Gooch and talking about being relaxed and I think the players now are into this and we've talked about this rhythm that they're getting in that they just do their thing and they've got a way of playing yeah. and you know talking about you you said you think we'll, we'll attack them i actually don't necessarily think we'll come out the blocks i think we're getting really good at being patient away from home and getting mm-hmm. what we need and doing the things at the right time rather than gung ho and attacking and going at people i don't think we do that away from home i think we're very controlled very patient and uh I'm hoping in the circumstances we, we go down that route again. Yeah, I, I actually agree. We've had some good away performances recently where we haven't haven't just turned up and dominated the ball. You know, I, I think, I know we drew up Burnley, but that one always sticks out because to me that just felt like the best defensive performance of the season. Norwich away where we, we got the win but didn't have loads of the ball. You're right, we, we can go away from home and we can be we can still be dangerous without having loads of the ball. Uh, but we can be dangerous with the ball too. That's the that's mm. the other thing about this team. I think what it what it comes and it's something Mowbray has said repeatedly. What it comes down to is us. 
we have to win the game. That's that's yeah. it. You know, we can talk about the fact Preston's manager's not on the side and the best midfield players not playing and they've got nothing left to play for. But if you you know you look back at the Watford game for a big chunk of that game, we didn't really play at our best. And all right, yeah, two set pieces, two goals. We are susceptible to that happening when we haven't got height on the pitch. But take that out of it. We didn't really do enough against Watford for me for large parts of the game. Although we dominated the ball, we didn't really do enough. And I just think you know it's it's about us and whether we we, we actually want to. How much do we want it? We obviously want a great deal. I think the players themselves would admit, you know, even though this has been a fantastic season, it would be a little disappointing if we come away from there and don't get the at least get the win and come yeah. away and go, well, we did everything we could today. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just so happens it wasn't enough. I think the players would be disappointed, and it would be a, it wouldn't be a sour end of the season, but it would be it would be it would be a little bit of a sore note, I think. You know, especially with with maybe one or two lads, maybe there's been their last game, you know, some of the loanees and and maybe one or two others who might be leaving in the summer or whatever. So I think everybody ultimately, everyone would reflect back on the season <laughs> and think, we have come so far, we've done so well, that we've got one more game of football. Yeah, Let's just yeah. go and win it and see what happens. That's exactly kind of what I was getting at, where I, I just don't want, us, I don't want us to get this close and not mean something as in even if it extends it out to a, a couple of semi-finals that some of these young lads have that experience and all right well you know we'll, we'll be disappointed with that but it'd just be nice to almost the, the playoffs just getting into it just being involved would be a prize in itself like for, for something like an achievement that these players do it, again as you just said it would be a shame that these these players missed out but I mean just just touching on the Watford game and not doing enough and, and kind of how we're going to play I mean for me, that the Watford game was a carbon copy of the Huddersfield game and the Birmingham game. Those three games have been exactly the same performance in all three games. Yeah. Like we've we've huffed and puffed and not done enough. Birmingham, well, well, not done enough. Birmingham, we were lucky lucky to get away with Huddersfield. I think we were lucky to get away with that as well. Huddersfield could have done us, like we mentioned last time. And Watford, we, we could have come out with nothing. Really, you know, we were a Patrick Roberts, you know second of magic away from coming away with you know absolutely nothing out of that game so I actually think in the last three games at home even though we've come out of it with with five points I actually think we've got away with it because of those three performances mm. like those, yeah. those they're exactly the same you go and look how we played football in those three games they're exactly the same again not doing enough but you look at the West Brom game especially the West Brom game and the Norwich game and the Burnley game, and I think the Cardiff game was slightly different because Cardiff were just awful and let us yeah, have the yeah. let, let us have the ball yeah. for some that they they didn't actually want the ball, which was, it was just a bizarre performance, and it ended up being a, a scruffy goal that got us the three points there. But talking about the West Brom performance, the Burnley performance, and the Norwich performance, those three performances in the same way as the last three home games have been copies of each other. Those three were exactly the same as well in terms of how we set up, and it's funny we've got we've got into this rhythm at home, which is was kind of scraping the barrel to get the get the points and get those goals, but away from home we're getting into a different type of rhythm where we're the lads know what to do and the the they're into this mindset now where I generally just think they can they think now I think they can go anywhere on the road. And win, it, it, which is completely the it's completely different psychology to how we're setting up at home. So if we if we continue on that you know vein of form and that setup, 
in the mindset that we, we've had in those three games that I mentioned. You look at Preston and, you know, unfortunately, I'm looking at them in the same way as I was looking at Watford. Unfortunately, <laughs> that but you think if we go into it in in that way, then we should win the game. Yeah, I I actually quite like the way we play away from home, and I, and the other thing I think, you know, if, if let's say we do get into the playoffs, then including the the game on Monday, three of the next four games would be technically away from home, wouldn't they? You'd have <laughs> one in the playoffs, you'd obviously have the league game we're just about to play, and then you'd have the playoff final away from home. So technically, I guess that might suit us. But yeah, I think away from home. Um, you can't fault Sunderland really this season. We've been we've been fantastic, and so we and we'll come on to this down the line. I'm sure when we we come on to analyze the the season after it's finished and what have mm-hmm. you. But we all know the home form hasn't been good enough. That has to be a a big factor in how we shape our discussions over the summer about where we go from here. Because for me, if we don't get promoted, you know, next season we have to be targeting the top two finish, and teams are finishing the top two don't have home home form like we've had. They have a way form like we've had, but they don't have home form like we've had. But again, that's a that's sort of a, a longer term discussion. Immediately we have a game of football to win. It is a cliche one game at a time, but literally we have this one game. All we can do is win it. And for me, I fancy us. Yes, I I, I take into account Shock. I take into account all of the issues <laughs> going, you know, going into this thinking, you know, Preston really they were sitting duck in most people's eyes, but typically Sunderland would play a team like this and actually struggle. But I don't know, mate, you know, this is a weird one for them, really, and at Preston. Like, I know it's easy to say, oh, it's in front of their fans and what have you, but are they really going to fancy this? Are they, are they, is their manager really going to get across? Because they've sort of, you look at their results, they've sort of they've sort of shit themselves, haven't they, a bit, Preston? They had a really good run in the start of April where they, they beat Blackpool, they beat QPR, they beat Redden, and then... They've lost three of the last four. Drew against uh, Blackburn that game where um, where Blackburn got the the goal near the end of the game, and then obviously Preston got the equaliser in injury time. You know, but Preston haven't been great recently. So are they really going to be going into this one and thinking, oh well, let's send the fans all happy and shit all over Sunderland? I don't know. I don't know whether they'll be <laughs> up for it. Me, I wonder if they'll be on the beach. I honestly can't make my mind up. I was looking at it earlier on, and the the just. They're a strange side to look at when you try and analyse it because if you look at their home record in general this season, there's only there's only seven teams have got a worse record at home than Preston this season. They've they've got actually got two points fewer than us, with obviously this this one more game to play. But having said that, they're unbeaten in the last seven at home. They haven't been beaten at home since the fourth of February. So they've got this strange, you know, overall you know, viewpoint of of they've been pretty much the same as us at home, which is good, but their recent form suggests that actually they've turned that round because they've got the fifth best away record in the league, but they've lost four of the last five away. So it's 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 like their home and away form's completely flipped in the last couple of months. Yeah. Um so if you look at the overall records you think, oh God, Preston are awful at home. But then when you look at their more recent form They've completely flipped as it's as a side being better at home and and not being good away from home. But the other that I was looking at as well, which is quite interesting, is that they're not big goal scorers, especially at home. They've only scored twenty goals in twenty two games so far this season at home. Obviously, kind of less than a, a just less than a goal a game, or pretty much a goal a game. So they're not huge goal scorers. So keeping them out, you'd like to think looking at the stats that if we score and if we score the first goal. 
you'd like to think that that's pretty much kind of it. If we then play our game from there and keep it tight and keep the ball like we can, mm. um, that they're not big goal scorers. So if we if we don't let them take the lead first, I'd I'd like to think that um, we'll kind of take charge if we if we get that opener. Yeah, I was looking at their uh, the scorer list. Chad Evans is the top scorer with nine goals, so nobody in double figures. But uh, Thomas Cannon does have eight goals in twenty games. He came in on loan from Everton. I think there were some fans wanting us to get him in January because obviously when Sims went back there, uh, so he's obviously a threat. But other than that, they don't look a great goal threat. And you know, I think I think I think ultimately we were on about it's down to us. The fact that we have that complete lack of height in the team, we are going to be easy to expose from set pieces. And I think actually we've dealt with that all right in some games recently. And then obviously against Watford, we just didn't. It was too easy, you know, both goals and <laughs> both goals, ironically, were scored. But the markers on both goals, one was Luke 9 and one was Pierre Well, they're probably the two best, you know, headers of the ball we had on the pitch. So I guess it is what it is, you know, but it is down to us and... We know how good we are, and Mowbray keeps saying this all the time, that he tells the players, you're going to score at some point. You do always fancy us to score. And I I think I agree with you. We will score. And, yeah, you know, is it is it going to be a case of, though, we go behind? I mean, their manager, I was reading what he had to say before the game, and, and he's certainly not writing the game off. You know, I think I said before, could they be looking at this as, a, as an opportunity to just get it over with and what have you? He's come out in the press and said it's a massive game. It's not just one where we think we can have our flip-flops on and think we're on the beach. Uh, all the cliches, just like I came out with, he said, it's the last game of the season. We want to send the fans home happy with something to say, OK, we can go a little bit better next season. I want the players to go out with a bang, but ultimately we know there's a good team in Southern standing our way. You know, so, I mean, he's saying all the right things, but will his team respond to him is the question. You know, Preston fans would probably have to answer that one. I'm pretty sure they'll not be happy with recent results. But, you know, ultimately, it's down to us. It's totally down to the way we play, the way we approach it, how much we're up for it. I mean, I've never really questioned the players and their ability to get up for a game, but there's meant to be around 60,000, 60,000, that would be mad, 6,000 Sunderland fans (laughs) in the away end. And, I mean, if you can't get up for playing in front of an away end like that, then there's something drastically wrong. So we've just got to hope for the best, really, and hope the players are really up for it. Well, that's it. I mean, and, and again, I'm probably uh, I'm probably sounding boring. You know, keep repeating this time and time again. But it's the the type of team that we have that you've just touched on it there. That it, it, you know the setup that we have and the the play the type of players we have. If they turn up, they are that good that if they turn it on, if the you know the Jack Clarks, the Patrick Roberts, the Ahmads, you know these ball players who can produce something out of nothing. If they turn it on like we've seen in, in umpteen different games this season, we'll win the game. And it, it, that's why I keep bringing it back to us because on our day when we're on it, we can we can beat any side in this division. So you, you just hope we do that. And, you know, if we turn up like that, then it's kind of game over, especially away from home. But, you know, just I was just kind of looking at the, what, uh, what their manager was saying, like you were saying. You know, I'm not sure how many players from Preston will be too happy about their manager saying nobody's getting sold in the summer. Um, you wonder how many actually want to get away from Preston because I've I've been to Preston. You know my experience is the same as theirs. They'll, they'll want to get away, but yeah. So I, it, I think they've got a big summer ahead of them, and you wonder how many of those players are playing for their careers 
at Preston. You know, that some of them might be fighting for contracts and still, you know, negotiating how much money they're worth and whether they're going to move on or whether, you know, like you say, they want to be away because, you know, whether they want to play for someone who's got a better chance of going up next season or what. So, so you don't know what's going on within their squad and there's no way of knowing, you know, final day of the season in a situation like this where the opposition are going to be at. We've seen instances where we've seen teams in these situations and like you said, that absolutely you can just see from a mile away that they're on already on the beach and they wonder what drink they're gonna order when the when they get there the <laughs> next week. But there's sometimes where they just turn it on because there's nothing to lose. So as as far as Preston's concerned, there's no way of knowing what type of opposition they're going to be. But it and I think Tony Mowbray said this in a way. He says we haven't done too much research on Preston. So it's clear that even the squad haven't focused on Preston at all. Like it's and and they they've got that mindset as well where it's let's worry about us and if we do our thing, we'll be fine. Yeah. What's interesting as well with Preston and I, I always look at this before we we do a preview just to see what the other team sets up like, I guess. Preston have one way of playing really. They play three at the back, they play three in midfield, two wing backs, two up front. So predictably we you know it's probably the same preparation as we did when we played them earlier in the season because yeah. they, they don't change the way they play but I wonder how that affects how we maybe set up I know in terms of the way we actually play it won't change a thing because we we have a way of playing away from home but what interests me is how how Tony Mowbray will go about selecting his team because he has changed it a fair bit in the last few weeks you know one or two changes here and there in each game he hasn't stuck with a settled team and what do you think he'll do in terms of setup? Because I'm, I'm really not sure. Away from home, he's he's preferred Abdullah Bar, hasn't he? And Pierre Ekwar seems to be more fancied than Edouard Michou. And that was interesting to me when he was asked about Edouard Michou that he wouldn't really be drawn on whether we're going to sign him or not. And is that maybe why we're seeing more of Ekwar? You know, because Mowbray did mention the lone players might not feature as much um, ahead of our own lads. Does that mean Michou's maybe not staying and they just don't want to talk about it? You know, does he come in? It's an interesting yeah. one because, you know, Ahmad's last game potentially for Sunderland, Joe Gelhart's last game potentially for Sunderland. Other, other than, the, I know, the defence and the goalkeeper's pretty much picked, but after that, I, I actually think you could you could make a case for a few different situations. Really, even Pritchard started games recently in midfield and as a number 10. And, you know, I, can't, I actually can't call how that sort of front six ahead of the defence and the goalkeeper. I, I, I can't call what, what he's going to pick. I'm really not sure. I mean, the Mishu thing, I, I I personally think it's all down to the fact that the season's the season's not over because I think that that'll make the decision for us. I think if we if we're a championship club next season, we sign Mishu. If by hook or by crook, we're a Premier League team next season, we don't sign Mishu. That is my yeah. that is that is my take on on that. But you know who who knows what's going on behind the scenes. But in terms of what he's going to do in that final game. Again, looking at recent performances away from home, I'd be absolutely staggered if he went with Mishu in the middle with Dan Neil. Quite a lot of those recent away performances have been based on Equa playing in there with Dan Neil. So and and Equa was fantastic against Watford, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. I know, and yeah, I know he lost his man for one of the goals, but when he came off, I was really confused. I didn't understand the substitution at all. I thought, and and everyone around us in the ground was exactly the same. We're all looking at each other, thinking, "Eh, he's been probably my best player." So, you know, he, but he, hey, that's in the past, whatever. But I think if you're looking at who deserves to play, Ekwar certainly deserves to play. He was, until he went off, the best player on the pitch for me. So he comes yep. in definitely again. 
completely agree. And he, he did that thing that he did at West Brom. The thing that sticks out for me, he sees a pass from the opposition almost before they've played it. And he gets in position and he cuts it out. Mm. And the number of times he did that against West Brom and he did it against Watford as well. And I actually, I, I completely agree with you on his performance. And, and I actually think, and, and look, I'm going to say this before I say this. I think Dan Neal's been absolutely fantastic this season. I think he's a brilliant player. But he had a, he had an off day against Watford. I think he'll probably be yeah. the first to, to put his hand up and say he had an off day. And I, w- I was surprised that Equa came off. Dan Neal came off a bit later off uh, for Mishu, but... I was surprised it was Ekra who came off earlier, but yeah, that's that's a big one in the middle. I think, as we said, he'll go with he'll go with Ekra alongside Dan Neil. I think the big decision because the last couple of games he's he's gone with uh, he's gone with Barr and he's I can't remember it's the last couple, but he certainly he dropped Roberts to the bench. Yeah, that was West Brom, wasn't it? When he yeah, dropped Roberts for Barr, will, yeah. Will he will he do that again? I'm I'm not sure because you know that last minute. Will he think? Well, I want to take advantage of how Patrick Roberts's confidence is going to be because he got that last minute spectacular goal from the edge of the box, or will he think? Because there's going to be a temptation that in a massive game like this, let's say we go into the last twenty minutes, it's nil nil, one goal will get us into the playoffs. Would you rather bring a fresh Patrick Roberts on at that point than a fresh Abdullah Bar? Oh yeah, Roberts every day. I used to make this case when when uh, McGeady was here. I always felt like that type of player from the bench. When you give them thirty minutes against tire legs at the end of the game, they are far more valuable to you than they are having played ninety minutes. Obviously, I know Roberts got the goal right at the death against Watford, but as a general sort of opinion, that sort of player who can get you a goal from nothing is probably more valuable against tired legs when they're fresh. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against it, and I think it would. I think the bigger case for me would be if you're going to drop Patrick Roberts, which you say a drop like like he's done something wrong. Yeah. I don't mean it that way, you know. I just mean bring him out the team maybe for a tactical reason. Shift Ahmad out to the right hand side, and I could see him playing Pritchard because the only thing that worries us about Preston right and their team is the play a three man midfield. And I know Whiteman's not playing, but I imagine someone will just come in and slot into his position because they have one system. And against teams who play a three-man midfield, we struggle. We always do. We, it was mainly Neil and, and Michu, but they would get they, they often get overran by teams who play a three. I just think of that Stoke game when we went with a two and we got absolutely battered at home. You know, it's happened time and time again this season, though. With, when we play against teams who play that sort of triangle in midfield, we struggle. So would it make more sense to substitute some of your creative flair so you only have one of Robert or Ahmad, and I imagine it'll be Ahmad playing, and bring in somebody like Pritchard who can play as a 10 but also drop into the three and help press when we haven't got the ball. That, that I think that will come into his thinking because he's done that recently. But at the, at the, by the same token, when you start Joe Gelhart, he basically plays like that anyways, doesn't he? He basically plays on the halfway line like a central midfielder pressing. So it, it's a tough one. you know. I think he's got quite a lot of decisions to make. Yeah, you know, it, it's not like set in stone who plays this game. I think he's got options, which is nice considering all of the injury problems we've had that we can even sit here and say we've got options but we do have we do have options you know there are lads sat on the bench there who you know could make a, a valid case for starting this game away from home Pritchard away from home has been fantastic at leading the press at times you know and and he's been trusted recently to start games maybe he comes in for like I say one of those two yeah, yeah, and it, I was just I was just kind of looking at who's been on the bench the last few games, and and like I said, I mean Patrick Roberts came on late in the game 
or you know with kind of 20 minutes to go against against West Brom and I know he did that thing later on um, against Watford but I wonder if, t- if Tony Mowbray is kind of looking at his bench and thinking about that you know possible scenario where you know he looks behind him and he needs a goal what attacking what kind of what qualities he got on the bench to change a game and I think we saw against against Watford you know he Daniel wasn't having the best of days. He brought Mishu on. Gellart, Gellart, I thought, did all right. And he brought Barr on just to kind of change things up and give him something to think about. I did think Barr was really good and gave us a, a bit of a kind of extra dimension when he came on. I, I really liked the look of him against Watford. I thought he kind of changed things up more than he maybe he has in the past. And I think he's he's kind of building with confidence. Um, Lehaji, who's not getting much of a look in, but he's getting like the, the odd place. Well, it seems to be kind of getting a place on the bench, but he's not quite trusted to, to kind of get on ahead of the, the mm. bars and, you know, Mishu's and the, the Pritchards, um, which is kind of fair enough. And we haven't seen enough of them really yet to, to know how that's panning out. But yeah, it's, it's a strange one. I, I've got a, I've got a feeling he'll go with bar just because it worked so well at West Brom. And I've, I've got a feeling that because it worked against West Brom, we had Ekwer and Neil in there. He had Gellart up top. I thought Gellart was fantastic against West Brom, and he'll be he'll be asked to do the same job again. It's quite a thankless task. What what he did against West Brom, where essentially he had to hold the ball up and get kicked and win free kicks, which he did, and he did really well. So I expect him to play that role again. The the Pritchard one's a good one because then you, he's not going to drop Clark. Ahmad's going to be in there. Because you're going to have one of Ahmad and Roberts. He's definitely not going to drop both. Of course, he's not going to have he's not going to have both <laughs> of them on the bench. So it's going to be one of those two if the, if they come out. So yeah, I've got a feeling he's going to go with Bar. I've got a feeling Roberts is going to be on the bench, and I'm I just think Mowbray is going to want that extra something if we go into that last period of the game, last twenty minutes, last half an hour, and we're needing a goal, and that'll do it for us. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh... Let's quickly look at the final runner games then. So pretty much four of importance as far as we're concerned. We've got, obviously, Middlesbrough at home to Coventry. We've got Millwall and Blackburn playing one another and both of those teams can qualify if results go their way. Us against Preston um, and then obviously West Brom away at Swansea. Let's try and work out what we're going to do then because, (laughs) I, I, I mean, obviously, like I've said on on a number of occasions tonight, we need to win. That's the most important thing. But we also obviously need results to go our way. So the games then quickly: Millwall, Blackburn. How would you see that going? I've got I've got draw for that one. You know, I Have just you? yeah. I, just, I think Blackburn weren't weren't great last time out. They haven't been fantastic lately. They've had a big wobble at the end, and I just think it's going to be tense because I think I think there's you know we talk about pressure. I I actually think Millwall will be playing it down. But Millwall are that club who probably shouldn't be there, and I just I think that the pressure's on them because they they're hardly ever in this position, and I think the mm. fans will get a bit nervous. So I, I can't see Millwall going out and blowing Blackburn away, and I'm going for a draw on that one. I reckon. So if we won, that would be enough to finish six because we'd have a better goal difference in Millwall, um, and Blackburn. So that would be enough to to see us through. Mid- Millwall, Middlesbrough versus Coventry. Uh, in the other game of importance, Borough, who've already qualified for the playoffs, so are going to finish in fourth place. As reflected in the last two results, they're sort of just gearing up for the playoffs, I think. 
Coventry, who they do still need to make sure that they qualify. If they get a point there, they're definitely in there and finishing potentially fifth, potentially sixth if Millwall win. So Coventry Borough, what you what you saying there? I honestly see Coventry going there to win. I think Borough are going to do it out of spite because they're Borough. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon Coventry are going to go there and win because Borough, like you said, are, I think they're all their focus is on the playoffs now. Getting beat at Luton, getting beat off Rotherham. Yeah, that, that Coventry are solid side. I think they'll go there and win. That would mean that Borough and Coventry would play each other in the in the semis, wouldn't it? Fourth, three, fifth. Yeah. So psychologically, do Borough really want that? Do they really want to just allow Coventry to to get one up on them and take a day off? You know, psychologically, does but, is that not affecting them potentially going it, into the semis? But it's a strange one because Borough have been on such a good run, and then to to lose two off the bounce, it's going to be interesting to see if Borough can just turn it on again. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter what mindset you are. If you have a couple of defeats, how do you just get? How do you just snap back into it and and start winning again? So they they've almost got to they've got to like look at their form and and I, I mean in some ways you you might be right it might be a big game for Borough to to kind of get back on track and try and turn that around because yeah if they go in the playoffs on three straight defeats they they're gonna be <laughs> they're gonna yeah. have big conversations are gonna have to go on about turning that around for the playoffs but and and the, that's the thing if the if they're on such a good run and then they hit this block. Do they just think, oh, well, it's all over now. We've had our good run. By the way, we've we, we've been there when we were in League One, when yeah, we were yeah. going into the obviously going into the playoffs and on a bad run of form, and then having to try and g yourself up for the semis. It's not easy. No, so you yeah. know. So I just think off those defeats, and I, and like I said, I think Coventry are pretty solid. So I, I can I can honestly see Coventry winning that one. Yeah. So that would have Luton third, obviously, because they they can't finish anywhere else. Uh, Borough in fourth. Coventry potentially fifth, yeah, if Millwall and Blackburn drew. And then Sunderland Preston, the big one. Do you think we're gonna win? <laughs> no, I don't. No. I think we're gonna fall. Honestly, I, and it's funny because I'm I'm more comfortable with feeling like this. Because but <laughs> I told you before the Watford game that I was really confident and it didn't work. I'm not <laughs> and I'm not actually that confident that we'll go to Preston and win. I actually think it'll end up I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I just think we're going to draw and it's it's going to be a really tight game. I think Preston are going to be... And remember the home game against Preston. Preston are a horribly organised, ugly team that can grind out results. And they're, they're essentially crap, but they're well organised. Yeah. And I just, I just think sometimes we... Sometimes we struggle against teams like this and and I just... I, I, yeah, I, I can see us getting a 1-1 draw, unfortunately. Oh, well, I'll not piss on your bonfire, listeners. I'm, I think we're going to win. I think, well, I always think we're going to win. But yeah, I fancy us one nil. Uh, I just look at Preston's form. I look at the the goal difference. They're in minus eleven goal difference. They don't score many goals. We do score goals. So you know, yeah, one one might seem fairly logical given the the circumstances and all the rest of it. But I don't know. I just have a good feeling about it. I'm not worried about Preston. You know, their manager having to serve a touchline ban. I do wonder how that affects a team on the pitch. When you've essentially got your last game of the season we're now to play for, and it's the assistant manager shouting instructions, like how how up for it do you get? But then you do, then at the same token, you look over at the away end and the six thousand people there that you can disappoint. So 
you know, it, it it totally depends on the character of the Preston players, really. But we're going to go there, and we're going to we are going to have a go. You know, if it gets to the last 10, 15 minutes and we aren't winning, we'll pile forward because we did it. We've we done it against Watford. You know what I mean? We didn't play particularly well, but I could feel it in the players when the ball was going out for corners and 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 throw-ins and stuff. The players were gene the crowd up. They were they were really up for it, and sometimes that is enough. It carries you over the line. And yes, it was a wonder goal from Robert, but you know we worked hard to get back in that position. So I think that gives us a little bit of confidence going into this one. And I just think I just think like this has been such a crazy season that it has to end in the most crazy way possible. And it's going to be at Wembley. And I've said it for ages. So yeah, I find, I agree with you. By the way, on the predictions, I think Coventry will probably beat Borough. I think that Millwall will draw with Blackburn. West Brom go at Swansea. And, you know, you look at Swansea's recent form. Swansea have been fantastic. West Brom were crap against us, so I don't I don't really particularly fancy them to go there and get anything, even though Swansea got nothing to play for. And th- even if West Brom do go and win, they'd have to overturn a, a pretty big goal swing yeah. to, to go past us, wouldn't they? So, as I kept saying right throughout this pod, it's about us, but I fancy us. I think we're going to win. Whether it's enough or not is, you know, nothing we can do about that. But I fancy us to win. I, I think, but I do think Millwall and Blackburn will draw, and I'll have us down as finishing sixth, just eking in and playing Luton. Right. So, so you've got the same results as as I've got with the other ones. You reckon Coventry's going to win, and you've got a draw for Millwall, Blackburn, and we'll do the business, and then sneak in. Yeah, and I think I think um, I don't think West Brom will win at Swansea. By the way, I think we'll draw. I think that'll be yeah. a draw as well. Yeah, and, and and to be honest, I, I, I kind of don't care about West Brom in the fact that if West Brom make it, it's because we've already screwed up. So after yeah, that yeah. point, I don't really care because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, it, I mean, it's it's focusing on the teams above us because you know if we, if we do our thing, then it's all up to them. But as far as West Brom are concerned, they can only make it if we screw up. So fair play to them if they go and get a result at, at Swansea and make it. Because uh, like you said, it's, it, it, I think it's going to take a performance from them to go to Swansea and, and take three points there. So I'm kind of more comfortable going back to our kind of standard uh, routine. <laughs> you know, you, you being the <laughs> optimistic one and me thinking that we'll, we'll do a mess. Because uh, like I said before, Watford, I, I, I didn't feel right. It didn't feel right <laughs> with me being so confident and saying the same things as you. I didn't like it. I don't think it, it do you know I don't right. think it suits us when we've got stuff in our hands. So this really isn't in our hands and I think it suits us more. Maybe. I don't know. I mean I'm well, I'm not really thinking about promotion pushes. When I think about last days like this, I always think about relegation. Uh <laughs> and, and that we survive by winning on the last day or, or, or not winning like, you know, Main Road back in nineteen ninety and Sellers Park in 96 and all this sort of stuff. I just remember days like that rather than trying to get into the playoffs. So I, 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 can't, I, I don't think we've ever... I mean, I know in League One, obviously the last four years, but I kind of... Um, I try and forget the last four years. But before <laughs> that, I don't think we've had any... Not that I can remember any kind of chases to get into the playoffs. Because I remember, you know, Mick McCarthy... Um, was going for automatics and we kind of dropped back and, and finished in the playoffs. So it was kind of a given a little bit to a certain extent. Peter Reid, you know, we, we dropped down from the top two, essentially chasing them two. So I can't remember a season where we, we were chasing to get into the top six, really. So it's a, mm. it's a bit of a slightly new I experience mean, at, at this level. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, last season a little bit, just because 
we weren't chasing necessarily. We were on a fantastic run, but we just nobody else was dropping points around us, were there? So we yeah. we were like maintaining rather than chasing. You know what I mean? We 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 had a great run where we were unbeaten all all the way to the end of the season for what fifteen sixteen games. So we had to just keep winning. So I guess to a degree that was a little bit like this, but I, nah. But the the difference between this year and last year is like last year we had to get promoted, and that is a different type of pressure to this, isn't it? It's a totally well, different yeah, type of pressure. So I was just about to say that because you, at this level there's a different feeling about it. You know, when you when you're talking about trying to get promotion to the Premier League, you know it's that much that little bit harder, or you know there's not that pressure on because we're not absolutely desperate to to kind of get there immediately. You know, we're build we're building something, but in League One. It was just horrible because it was just a complete. We were just desperate year on year. We were just desperate, and you know when we were just when we're in this sort of position, it was more desperation that we have to be in there. Whereas this time, it's um, it's fun. I mean, it's good fun. It's I mean, I'm I'm feeling the nerves, but I'm enjoying it. It's not nerves that I felt, you know. And I was talking about you know those days where planning to travel to Sellers Park and all that sort of stuff, trying to fight relegation, where <laughs> you you just can't eat for days, you know, in advance and all that sort of stuff, and. You can't sleep thinking about it, but this this is this is fun. This is good fun, and and kind of the players deserve it, and and it, it's good for us. I mean, we've had four years of, in some respects, absolute hell because League One was just a slog and it was crap, and it was, you know, it was nice for the first few months where we went to small grounds, and then after that first few months, it got incredibly boring for for four years, and it got tedious, and and we wanted out. But this is this is good fun, and the the club's in a good place, so I'm I'm just kind of enjoying it. Yeah, well, I'm crossing uh, every finger and toe that we we still have a couple more preview <laughs> pods to do because I've 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 enjoyed it all season, so we don't want to end it here. Um, we will be back after the game, win, lose or draw, regardless of where we go from here. I'm sure. So, uh, cheers, Chris. Thanks as always, mate. No bother. I'll speak to you for the next preview. <laughs> yes, and listeners, we'll see you uh, again when we next preview a game at some point <laughs> in the near future. And uh, thanks everyone, by the way, who donated food to the Southern Community Soup Kitchen uh, food drive before the Watford game. I know that the last time before this time, we didn't really push it, and nor did the Soup Kitchen, to be honest. And they didn't have a really a really good reaction on the day. So we went all out with this one. It was everywhere. We made sure everyone knew about it. So did the soup kitchen. All the fans got involved and they had an absolute van full. They've, they've been able, put it this way, they've been able to restock the shelves with everything that was donated. They had an absolute ton of food. So thanks everyone who uh, who put their hand in their pocket, brought some food. It was really appreciated. I'm sure it'll be appreciated by anybody who gets a food parcel from the soup kitchen over the coming weeks. And uh, yeah, let's hope that this good feeling continues beyond this podcast, I'm sure. We will go to press and try our best and if we come away having lost the game or having uh, won but not got through, then, you know, at least we tried our best this season. eh? Catch you later. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 